Jews for Jesus. Uh, I pissed myself. What the fuck you think you're doing? You son of a bitch! Hey, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. Look, hey, 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 come on, come on. Look here, get him out of here. I'll go smooth things over with your pesca. Tell him food poison or something. What do you mean, get him out of here? Take him to the car. In case you hadn't noticed, I'm a motherfucking dwarf. So unless you got a forklift handy, maybe you should lend a hand, hmm? That figures. You want all kind of set aside, special treatment because you're handicapped. You all the same. Special treatment? I'm three foot fucking tall, you asshole. It's a matter of physics. Draw me a sketch of how I get him to the car, huh? Bitch, bitch, bitch. Sketch it up, you fucking moron. Fucking Leonardo da Vinci. What you calling me, Zaha? I called you a fucking guinea homo from the 15th fucking century, you dickhead. I can stick you in my ass, small fry. Yeah? You sure it ain't too sore from last night? You got some lip on you, midget. Well, these lips were on your wife pussy last night. Why don't you dust that thing off once in a while, asshole? This is Sick and Wrong world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for Christmas commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly, and I'm missing Matthew Sweet to do this podcast. Yeah, well, Wackerly, uh, you should be saying Feliz Navidad to the world. <laughs> Why? Because I live in California? Well, no, just your... Feliz Navidad. You know, I bet you Matthew Sweet does a rendition of that song, Feliz Navidad, well, and I'm missing once, that. Well, for once, you're not being selfish, and instead you're disseminating your your love for the listening audience and your love for for Christmas and the, in, the, in the season here on the holiday episode of Sick and Wrong, rather than just being selfish and just going to Matthew Sweet to try to score with some chick, and you're not going to end up scoring with any chick. You're just going to creep them out. Then you're going to come home, and you're going to masturbate to, like, some weird tranny porn. To Matthew Sweet videos? <laughs> true. True. <laughs> so, uh, season's greetings there. I, I noticed, are you drinking eggnog over there? I hope that's eggnog, actually. I don't know what that yeah. is. It's the eggnog that you brought to my domicile last week. That was my Christmas gift to you when uh, I was in town. People, uh, that, that's why we're late I noticed this you didn't week. bring any alcohol to go with it, which, you know, just plain non-alcoholic eggnog, it's pretty useless. No, it was like, hint, hint, uh, you know, you should have broke out the brandy oh. or the whiskey that you bought with the gift certificate that Anti-Tank Dog gave us. Yeah, I didn't Never do happened. that. No, <laughs> I, gave, I think I maybe gave you a, a Pabst Blue Ribbon. I did have a, a holiday Pabst. It was it was it was nice. Not not as good as eggnog. Not as good as the nog. I actually didn't even have any. I haven't even had. I gave two bottles of nog away. Didn't even get to have any nog this year. Cartons of nog. You gave me a carton, not a bottle. A carton, not a bottle of yeah. nog. Yeah, but in the olden carton. days, it, it was pretty much is milk. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just disgusting. But I always find it funny to like give it to somebody because you're like, now nah, you're going to end up drinking this because it's going to be in your refrigerator. You're going to be like, well, I might as well have just one glass of Nog, which is like one glass of Nog is what, like, I don't know, 20,000 calories? 
let's not get crazy. It's probably two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like probably a week's worth of food that you need to consume and just maybe if you drank that whole quarter wait a minute nine, wait a minute wait a minute it's well known that you're manorexic what do you think one week's worth of food is I, if you drank that entire quart of nog well, yeah. what's a common calorie consumption of people like what is 2000 calories a day okay how many how many calories level how many calories in a serving a nog um, I would guess, to be honest with you, maybe like 500. <laughs> it's like buttermilk and eggs, and then you put alcohol, which is mostly sugar in there. So, so it's like a quarter of your daily diet. Did you I ever mean, know I have, anybody? I have a, look at me. I have a reasonable size glass, too. I didn't pour like a 64-ounce cup of it. No, you weren't drinking a shot of that. You have like a tumbler. That's a tumbler full of nog. It's not full. It's half full. But still, did you put brandy like or whiskey full. in there? Whiskey. I don't have brandy. Who do you brandy. think I am? Some senior citizen lady? Some dowager? <laughs> I love brandy. It so just warms me up inside. Excuse no. me, Mr. Simon. Could you make me a brandy, Alexander? That's a, that's a good holiday drink there. So, Wacker, this is the holiday episode of uh, the belated holiday episode here of Sick and Wrong. Um, well, we're in the we're this is you know what we're in right now. This is the holiday taint. Yeah, that's that's what I was I was thinking. It's the taint of uh of the year, really. The holiday taint. It's, if Christmas is the dick or Christmas is the balls, sorry, I don't know what the dick is. Thanksgiving, I would guess. And Christmas is the balls and New Year's Eve is the asshole. Are you saying New Year's Eve taint is filled with assholes or New Year's Eve is just the asshole? No, it kind of is the asshole, and we're being <laughs> shat out into the next year. That's happening. It really is. And this, and this time is, you know, usually, at least in this country, most people don't even have to work. Do you have it off this whole week? This whole week? No. A lot of people. What do you, what do you think this... I am? A, a garbage man or a government worker? I've noticed a lot of, in my company, we have to work, but I've noticed that uh, a lot of other uh, businesses that we deal with, everyone's off. And I'm like, what? Who, who gets this entire week off? And they're like, well, it's the holidays. I know a lot of people are off also. It's the taint of the holidays. So if you have a good job, they give you Christmas through New Year's off, and then you you come back after the New Year's Eve shits you out, and then you start the daily grind once more for a whole other year. Right. I'm working in the taint. I'm not working hard (laughs) because I'm pretty much drunk this whole time. Mm -hmm. So the show was late this week because I had to travel up to uh, the San Francisco Bay Area for – to spend Christmas with my girlfriend's family. And uh, Wacker, had, you, you had Christmas Eve. I actually hung out with you for a couple hours on Christmas Eve. It was nice. Yeah, you, you swung by with your child. Swung by with the, the animal, and uh, that was kind of nice. It was almost like we were having a Christmas Eve dog fight because our other friend was there with his animal, and the two animals were just going at it. And uh, his animal definitely got the better of my animal. She's... Well, um, I'm training yeah, out her. Outclasses it a little bit in the weight department. Yeah, but I'm training her. She's uh, she really just disappointed me that day. I really thought she was going to be a little more ferocious. So um, I'm training her. But what's funny about it is he he gave me a toy. It's this little toy dreidel thing, like Hanukkah little dog toy. And when you squeeze mm-hmm. it, it plays the dreidel song. And oh, so it, now I've noticed, but it does it like an instrumental version of like. You know, that whole lot made it out of clay. Um, so now when I squeeze the thing, the dog gets really in, gets really incensed and really angry and tries to find the little dreidel thing. So I'm thinking, 
Well, excited. That's how a dog gets excited. Well, she hears the music. I don't necessarily know that she's angry at the dray dog. Okay, well, she gets excited, but she gets, but you know, her teeth are bearing. She wants to get the toy and tear it up. Uh So now, what I'm thinking is now all I need is like a little flute, and I'll just play that song and train her to attack people. Are you raising your dog as a Jew? No, I'm I'm not I'm not training her to attack. Why? Why? Just because she attacks it's a to the side dreidel question. Song? It's not. This is a non sequitur. I'm allowed to interject. I'm one of the primary members of this podcast. So, no, she's not going to be raising your dog as a Jew. This is what you have to think about when you have a kid around the holidays, because like you can kind of go through the rest of the year and be like, I don't know, we don't get a temple or church or anything. Like that doesn't matter. But then during the holidays, people are like, well, are you getting your kid Christmas presents or Hanukkah presents or are you just an asshole that doesn't get them anything? And you know, that's when you have to, that's when the rubber hits the road. Are you raising your dog as a Jew or a Christian? No, of course not. First of all, she's not going to have a bar mitzvah. But you just well, I saying... don't think that's necessarily something that a dog would do. Because I mean, what age do you even do? <laughs> I don't Three, think a dog one? can understand the concept of religion. But actually, all was, I'm asking. What, okay, let me simplify this. Did you give your dog a Hanukkah present or presents, or did you give your dog a Christmas present? I gave my dog a Krimbus gift. Okay, she celebrates Krimbus, okay. and that's kind of like a combination of every seasonal holiday. Fair enough. The winter no. man came and gave her a Krimbus present. Um, no, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really raising the dog to be any denomination, except uh, I do want to train it to attack when it hears the dreidel song, which I think might happen. So, Wanker, um, I ended up leaving because I had to go to my girlfriend's house, but you guys ended up going out to dinner. What Was there some debauchery that evening on Christmas Eve? I like getting yeah. drunk on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's the best night because everybody else is too, and the bar is usually full. You don't feel like a loser who's the only person there. Like, There's a bunch of other people there. But Usually was the hardcore drinking though? people, huh? Was it sad? Like you know, that's remember back in the day we used to go no. and seek no. out those bars that are just filled with sadness of lonely people, despondent people that are sitting there. They're you know they've lost custody rights of their children and they're just drinking their sorrows away. Maybe no, committing suicide. No. We a weren't. Later. The, we used to go to the Skid Row bars. I, I'm beyond, I mean, that, that was kind of a tourist activity that we did for several years, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess back it. in the day, <laughs> I, I still really enjoy it. So we we were like we we were out at the bar and with all the people who worked at bars that day and restaurants. You know, they all go to a bar because they're not going to hang out with their family because it's already late. So they go to a bar and tear it up, and we kind of met all those folks. <clears throat> so these are all okay. So these are all people who are who are being festive and partying afterwards. Right, shots would were just showing up. Like, oh, that guy bought the, bought a round for the bar, and you know. So were you walking around just holding up some mistletoe and going up to all the ladies in the bar, seeing if they're drunk enough? I don't think that really works. <laughs> Have you ever tried it? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I'm not the person to do that. I, th- I think you should get drunk enough and, and give it a shot just to see what happens. Who knows? Hmm. Kicking the balls. That might happen. Well, maybe. I don't know. What, 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 yeah. Traditionally, what are you supposed to do? Like kiss each other under the mistletoe or just straight to 69? Um, I'm not even going to dignify that response. <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm confused. Dumb. Had I known that, it probably would have been so awkward for me at uh, Heather's. I mean, you're supposed to kiss. Hangs house. up on the door, and then you're supposed to kiss somebody, even if it's a man. But aren't you supposed to? But I mean, couldn't you, in theory, just you know, walk around and holding it and just be like, "Here's the mistletoe." 
Gotta get a little back. And then slip a tongue. I think if you lived in the era of Mad Men, <laughs> you worked at like a Madison Avenue law, you know, advertising agency, you could probably get away with that shit. But, you know, it's 40 years later. It'd be sexual harassment now. No, I mean, nobody's going to accuse you of sexual harassment in a dirty bar. Um, but you might get slapped or your drink thrown in your face. All I'm saying, had I known that the custom was to kiss, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have been a, such an awkward experience. That's all I'm saying. Right. Okay, I don't want to go into Grandma. detail about that because uh, it could hurt the court case. Um, but anyway, so I go over to uh, the the girlfriend's family, and I was kind of a little bummed because I I kind of wanted to hang out with you guys and go get drunk and uh, you know. But whatever, I have an obligation dating a girl who celebrates Christmas, so I have to go deal with this. It's not like I'm dating an atheist or a Satanist. And so, yeah, I went over there to her family's house. And her family, actually, it's kind of festive. It's not a bad, it's, it's not an awkward Christmas. You know how when you have a girlfriend who has, who has, like, these, first of all, they have a family that doesn't drink, a sober family, and they have their, oh, like, you God. know, their, their staunch Christmas traditions that they've had every year. And then you're just standing there like, well, I'm a Jew, and this is just going to be a very awkward, boring night. It's not like that at all. Her family gets completely wasted. And they all drink, and there's free flowing booze. And I bought, I bought two bottles. Remember, uh, you know, with the the gift certificate I got from Be- Bebmo, I bought a bottle of Basil Hayden and a bottle of Willet, which is Willet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you had Willet? I think so. Damn good whiskey, very smooth, and kind of a cool looking bottle to boot, which is always good for a gift for a grandmother who is drinks a lot of whiskey. Is it spherical? The bottle? It's kind of like a yeah. It's like spherical, and then there's long neck. Right. And uh, you kind of like, cool. yeah, it's it's kind of a, an impressive bottle, and, that, and that's what old ladies like. You you bring it to a grandma who drinks a lot of whiskey, and she's you know she's totally impressed. She's yeah. going to use it to like put sand in it and flowers, and it's going to be M&Ms. A decoration. M and M's, whatever. Um. So anyway, we go over there, and you know it's it's been a while since. Well, it hasn't been that long, I guess. But it's been a couple of years since I had been there, and I noticed like uh, my girlfriend's, you know, cousins and nieces or whatever have grown up since the last time I've seen them. They're like probably like all around 14, 13, 15. You but know, still just, statutory rape. I'm not saying I'm looking at them to like have sex with, with them. I'm just saying that the kids have got to that age where they're stealing alcohol. Oh. You know what age. I'm talking about? Where it's like they see the parents getting yeah. wasted and acting like retards and they're like, well... They're so they're already drunk. They're not going to notice if I just kind of sneak away and grab this bottle or grab a beer. But yeah. these kids were brazen about it. I mean, they, they were like literally like walking up and just pouring a shot and quickly doing one. Which you know, I sold a lot of alcohol back in the day when I was a kid. But it would usually be like you know, grab a bottle of Manischewitz, put it under my jacket, and sneak upstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that, or being at a friend's. We house. would usually steal it from the neighbor's garage. Mm-hmm. Or my friend had a my. We actually thought we were really slick with this, like very creative. We would uh, pour like we would only drink maybe I don't know two or three shots, and then pour water in the bottle to mm-hmm. replenish what we had taken. Yeah, it helps have parents tracks. who don't really drink. <clears throat> yeah, they, and a lot of Jewish parents are like that. Mm-hmm. My my Jewish friends in uh, high school would always just have this liquor cabinet. Like even my parents had a liquor cabinet. Full of liquor, but they just never, they never drank it. But it was weird, well, old people liquor. You'd look at the bottle and you'd think, that bottle's been there since I first had a memory. <laughs> like, <laughs> like since I was, it's probably been there since before I was born. And they've never drank any of it. And I so want some alcohol. 
You, but but do you, do you ever do that? Did you ever refill the bottles and no one knew? I think so. But my parents, the, even the liquor that they had, it would be like, oh, we have this blueberry schnapps that's in the back of a Lazy Susan thing. You know, like way, way in the back of the so cupboard. So they wouldn't even notice. Yeah, but and I don't, even at that age, didn't want to really drink blueberry schnapps. But when you, okay, okay. So here at this, at uh, my girlfriend's Christmas Eve, whatever, party at her grandmother's house, I mean, there was a whole assortment of booze available. Well, they like to drink, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, there was like whiskey and Kahlua and vodka. It's going to be gone at the end of the night, and nobody's going to remember who drank it. So the kids are kind of in the clear to get some. I was just surprised at how brazen they were. Rather than even right. trying to sneak it or you know be furtive about sneaking a shot, they were just openly just pouring a shot and just defying their parents. Like I dare you to do something. So hmm. I didn't were think there, it was. Were there any reprimands? Well, uh, well, I'm leading to this. I got reprimanded. No. I was reprimanded. I'm definitely well above legal age for drinking. But the problem was, I was sitting there. I don't know. People, there's a karaoke machine. People are doing karaoke and they're watching TV. Wow, this and, is a party. Yeah, and I, I was just kind of standing there, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm a little bored. I think I'll sneak a little couple couple shots of this Basil Hayden. Maybe I'll enjoy this a bit more. So when I when I poured it, Heather, my girlfriend's cousin, came over with uh, with her little brother, and they're like, I don't know, I think 14 and 15, and her little brother. And it's it's interesting to me how, I mean, they they live in kind of a rural community, like way out in the East Bay. Um, of San Francisco, so or, Far East uh, the, Bay. the Far East Bay of the Bay Area. Like I, I don't even know the name of the town. I think it's called like Martinez or something like that. It's definitely sure. just far in the East Bay area, like almost even halfway to Sacramento. And right. th- th- there aren't any black kids in their school, maybe a couple, but yet they've completely accepted hip hop culture to the point where their their pants are down to like their knees. They right. talk and like they they speak as if like 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 Eminem. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay. And so they, they walk over to me, and they're like, yo, what up, Dave? What's going on, man? And I was like, oh, hey. How's it going? I'm just hanging out. Merry Christmas. <laughs> did, you, did you say, word up, kids? <laughs> Christmas. I was just like, what's up, Vanilla Ice? And I was yeah. just like, but anyway, I was trying to be cool. I mean, they think I'm kind of cool. You know, Mr. Tattooed Ear, Big Stretched Ear Guy. Kind of really? weird looking. Well, you, you know, sure? I mean, to a kid, I'm like, this is the Mr. Alternative Cool Guy, and, you know, he's not, he's not old enough to be a parent, but he's not young enough to be a kid. He's, like, somewhere in the middle. Right. So, anyway, I'm standing there, and, and I was pouring myself a shot, and uh, her, her girlfriend's little brother, Tyler, was like, yo, Dave, you want to you wanna kick down? Kick me one of those? And I looked at him, I was like, no, no. I'm not going to kick he you wants, one of these. He wants the shot. Or can you clarify this this urban lingo for me? He wants you to pour him a shot. Kick down a shot of, uh, of, of the whiskey I was pouring. I was like, no. And it's like, first of all, you're going to slam it. Because I had seen him drinking. I mean, uh, Heather's uncle had been giving him a couple drinks. You know, they'd been sneaking drinks. I didn't think it was a big deal that they were drinking. But I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to, first of all, waste good booze on these yeah. miners. And second, go drink some of that wild turkey over there. <laughs> exactly, or there, there's you know there's Ho- Jose Cuervo. Go drink that, you know. And oh, it's, there you go, this yeah. is just kind of a waste for me to give you, you know, Willet whiskey that you're just going to shoot because you don't appreciate fine whiskey. So I, I was looking. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Your you know your sister, my girlfriend's going to kill me, and I'm I'm not going to do it. He's like, come on, man, what you whipped? 
And I was like, no, well, no, I'm not whipped. I, okay. I was just like, you know, I was like, I don't want to get into this with you because you're 14, but I'm going to get in trouble. He's like, well, what's she going to do? She ain't going to kill you, man. And so then they started kind of like saying like, yo, come on, dude, you're cool and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, okay, they were you know, stroking my ego a bit and I felt kind of cool. I was like, all right, you know what? I'll give you a little bit. This is really good whiskey. So I just gave him like maybe half a shot to the two of them. And they're like 14, 15. So anyway, they, they do a shot, and they, they shot it, and I told them to sip it, but whatever. I was like, all right, you know, fine. So I walked away, went to the bathroom, I came back, and I don't know how the kid got that drunk in that short amount of time. I mean, it must have been like a few <laughs> minutes, but maybe he had been drinking so much that this was the shot that put him over the edge. Sure. Make a long story short, he it ended happens. up like sitting down on the couch, puked on the couch while his grandmother was singing Santa Baby on karaoke, and then... His mom got really upset, and he, she was like, where, where, where did you get this alcohol? Where did you get this booze? And he totally points. He was like, Dave gave it to me. And I was, and I was sitting there like, no, 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 rat. no. The he rat. ratted me out. This kid completely and utterly ratted me out. Seriously. Well, so they say so they adopt this, this hip-hop they adopted this hip hop demeanor. This hip hop swagger learn, that they use. But, but they don't learn the you know, primary tenet. The code of, of the stitches streets, man. get stitches. Exactly. They they don't know the code of the streets. These little these little rats, oh, little man. Benedict Arnold. And I was standing there. I'm like, and then she walks up to me. This is my girlfriend's aunt, and she walks up to me, and just start just completely rebuke me in front of everybody. She's like, "Well, what are you doing, giving my kid booze? Like, what's going on here?" I was like, mm. and so then I said, "I'm like, I'm not the only one that gave her alcohol." I was like, you know, the, I, I saw the kids drinking. You guys weren't doing anything about it. Um, Buck over there gave him a drink, and he was like, fuck you, I didn't give a drink. And so then I'm standing there like trying to defend myself while also right. ratting out other people. And then the, the rest of the night, then it became a big joke of like, don't let your kid near D because D's going to give your kid alcohol. And this one, her other cousin like had a six-year-old. She's like, well, I'm not letting my six-year-old near D. And so I was kind of ostracized and just kind of standing there the rest of the night in a corner. I mean, yeah, they became like it became a big joke. But at the same time, I was a bit offended. I think they thought it was like, oh, the Jew's going to get everybody drunk. You know, Not really. I, I mean, in actuality, you're being really accepted into the Christian family holiday tradition. <laughs> Especially big, big, well, no, 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 no. It doesn't have anything specifically to do with whiskey, but just, you know, big, let's not say dysfunctional, but, you know, semi-dysfunctional families you know, it, it's been a long-standing American tradition that you get together on the holidays. People tell each other off. There's there's oh, hurt there's feelings, plenty of that. awkward meals, and that's why the booze needs to. It's like the spice must flow in Dune. It's like the booze must flow at these things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know booze, how the Jews do it. The booze also instigates these kind of. No, you know we. Okay, oh, yeah. we, exactly. We play a little exactly. It's games. a vicious cycle. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but it must happen. I don't think there would have been as many family fights that, e that evening had there been no booze, no alcohol. And especially right. these then kids. It would, have been I mean, even more, it would have been more horrible, right? I was a little surprised that these kids, being only 14 or 15, would be so you know, forward about drinking in front of their parents. And their parents really, honestly, weren't doing anything. I mean, they were not turning the other cheek, but I think choosing to ignore it. 
Right. You know, but it, and it really ticked my girlfriend off, and she was mad at me for furnishing the kids with alcohol. And I was like, I'm not. I was like, I'm not doing furnishing. that. Furnishing. Yeah, like no, she she used that term. She's like, "How oh dare God. you furnish my brother alcohol?" I was like, "I'm not furnishing him with alcohol." I was like, <laughs> "I gave she, him she, half a shot to to is taste." She a federal judge now or something? That's yeah, like but law do you talk. remember? Did you have a cool uncle that was like, "Here, I'm going to give you. You can taste a little bit." I, it was something like that. Half a shot to taste. You know, I do. I mean, little did I Probably. know the kid was going to lose. You know, lose his shit and puke all over the couch. When I was that age, I wouldn't be even interested in get. I mean, I would be interested in getting drunk, but I wouldn't be interested in getting drunk and hanging around all my relatives. I would have been trying to get the fuck out of there. I would have been like, "Mom, mom, do I have to stay? Do I have to stay? Do I have to stay?" And it's like I would just nag the shit out of her until she allowed me to go out and meet my friends. And as I was going out the door, that's when I would like try and snag, you know, like four a pint beers or something. Well, yeah. they're they're gonna notice that, but if you take four beers, they might not notice it. I used to, I remember we, when we were kids, like I'm talking when we were like 11 or 12, we would try to sneak a drink here and there. But it was mm-hmm. never just like trying to get completely, you know, inebriated no. in front of the family. Usually more often right. than not, it was like, you know, you get a video game for Hanukkah and it's just like, okay, I'm going to deal with this family shit for about two more hours and then I'm exactly. going upstairs playing the video game. Shut my door. That's typically what happened. But yeah. anyway, all in all, the, you, you know, you, you Gentiles... And your weird Christmas traditions. I don't know. It's true. I feel like a lonely Jew on Christmas. Well, this is why I don't hang out with family on the holidays. Well, I'm thinking now I might get a get-out-of-jail-free card because of after being rebuked and uh, mocked by the whole family, I'm thinking next year I might just have yeah. to go over there for a couple of days for Christmas. You know, just a couple of days on Christmas Day. You know, a couple yeah. hours. Yeah, come out to Christmas dinner with us. It's great. Yeah. No kids. No parents, no uncles, just that's, friends. That's the way it should. That, seriously, that is the way it should be. You don't even have to deal with family. So, Wacker, um, you know, this is the the holiday taint show here of Sick and Wrong. It's falling right in the middle of the taint here between the two major holidays. It taint Christmas, it taint New Year's. And yeah, it's like it's almost New Year's. And I was I was thinking, I was looking back on this year, and not that I really want to do a recap of the whole year, but it was a pretty angry year, two thousand eleven was a year of anger. Like, think of all the are things... You talking that, about, are you is this, is this a commentary on the sick and wrong production or the entire country or the world? I'm just saying the world in general. This past year, it was just... I mean, you saw the, the London riots. Remember? I mean, these are top topics that we discuss here in Sick and Wrong. You had Occupy Wall Street. You had mm-hmm. uh, the Osama bin Laden was killed. Gaddafi was killed. Uh, Kim Jong-il just died. But that was more of a Christmas miracle. Yeah, really. Um, you had all the uprisings in in the Middle East. You know the Arabs, the Arab Spring. It was just an angry year. You know, Kim Kardashian really, got married you know, and got now, divorced. Now that they mentioned it was the spring. That was kind of this. It seems like it was more recent than the spring, but I guess it was a while back. But still, this year, huh? Yeah, totally. I mean, I was looking back and I was thinking, wow, this has just really been a sick and wrong year. Two thousand eleven has just been a sick and wrong. Casey Anthony, that was this year. Right, murders Kim a kid, gets away. Mention that, yeah, Kim Kardashian. I mean, think of how sick and wrong that marriage must have been. <laughs> but no, oh. I mean, it's uh, Charlie Sheen, the meltdown that was this year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Two thousand eleven happened. Two thousand. I don't remember any of this stuff until you mention it. So keep going. This is like a stroll down memory lane for me. No, exactly. You know, I think I'm uh, I'm all out. But I was just didn't taking... something happen with Polly Shore? Did he? Carrot Top. 
I wish it was like a total UFC fight to the death between those two. No. But but you know, I was looking back on it and I was just reflecting on this this you know the, the past few months. And I was thinking, God, this I has been like just a great sick and wrong year for us. Not for us, have, but just for you everybody. Have a musical bed underneath this of some like nostalgic music, waxing sentimental about this year and the, and right. the sick and wrong uh, the sick and wrong stories. Maybe you can put that in during Popro. <laughs> Might be a good idea. So, uh, people, yeah, this is episode 309 here of Sick and Wrong, the holiday show. A quick recap of last week's show. We did two elevator stories for episode 308. I, I kind of like the stories with a theme. It's nice. Yeah. They're kind of interconnected. You know, they're related. Um, but, yeah, so the first story was about an elevator that ate a Manhattanite, female Manhattanite. And the second story is about a villain a nefarious villain who incinerated, incinerated a woman in the elevator. I'm not quite sure what town that was in. Uh, you know, it was a really close call. It was a close that was call. in Brooklyn. It was in Brooklyn, so both on the East Coast there in New York. Uh, it was a close call. It was, um, that seriously was like a, it, the, the second story won by a slim margin of just two votes. Holy shit. So congratulations there. Squeaker. Uh, the uh, listener who sent in the story about the guy who, incinerated the woman in the elevator. You won episode 308, and you won yourself a sick and wrong care package. I think that's one thing I want to do in the new year. I want to get better prizes for the care package. Because right now, you just get stickers. Not that stickers oh, wow. are that bad, but uh, I think Who, Whoever won this better. last story is going gonna, is gonna to be pretty pissed off. What? I think most people know that they get stickers. <laughs> Haven't we said that before? No, but I'm just saying, you're saying that this guy's going to get stickers... But in the but new the year, next guy, the next the guy is going to get some kick-ass prize. Yeah, but we're just talking shit. I'll probably never get one. <laughs> yeah, it's still going to be stickers. <laughs> it's still going to be a bag of your pubes and an old sticker that had been stuck on something else. Yeah. Um, it doesn't stick anymore because there's pubes all over the sticky side. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wanker and I present the most disturbing news times that we care on the show. And uh, audience votes, and winner gets the sick and wrong care package that you can tell is already as cool as what we just said. Um, people, you can send your sick and wrong stories to sickandwrongpodcast.com, submit them via Facebook, through the forum, or even through Twitter on the twits. Uh, Wacker, we've got a couple good uh, Christmas stories. I don't know if these are Christmas miracles, but I think we could twist them. You know, and the, and the, and the, the retelling, the narrative can be a Christmas miracle type story out of right. this. Because this is the holiday show. Uh, before we get to that, uh, you still have time to order your favorite Christmas book at audible.com. I know Christmas has passed, but whatever. Just, you know, say to the person that you forgot to get a gift, why not just get them a book at audible.com? I recommend Ron Paul's book, Liberty Defined. That's just a great Christmas book. It's going to make you cry. I prefer, I prefer his collected old newsletters from 20 years ago that are super <laughs> racist Wait, that, that he bases all of his uh his political beliefs on because i think ron oh, paul's yeah. well I, no he actually he denies that he ever had anything to do with him even though he made like a million dollars off of attaching his name to it well i mean do you know the name of that one the newsletter i think it was called the ron paul newsletter does ron paul read the newsletter on the audible book I don't. I don't even know if there is an audible version of the collected <laughs> newsletters. I would hope so. It would be great. I don't know. Or it might be Dana Carvey. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he he used to do that impression of Ross Perot, which is almost pretty close. Very to, close uh, to Ron Paul. Ron Paul. So. Yeah, I could see that. 
Um, but there, there you go, people. Just go to audible.com, get Ron, one of Ron Paul's books. Or if you're really, really feeling festive and you want to stay in the holiday spirit because you are in the taint right now, why not, why not get a Christmas Carol as read by Mel Brooks? I heard it's a top that seller exists? over there. Yeah, I heard that's a top seller over there, audible.com. I actually might get that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good story. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink. All right, Wacker, the first Christmas miracle story here for episode 309 uh, was sent in by Jeff. This isn't your brother, right? This no, this isn't, isn't my brother. This isn't Jeffrey. Although this story could be about me and Jeffrey. Because oh, it is a tale intriguing. of brotherly love. And uh, people, there there was a lot of brotherly love this past week. I, I The reason I went up to San Francisco early and we were late with the podcast is I had to be there by Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon to uh, celebrate my brother's 40th birthday. That was a crazy I affair. I was there. Wackily came out. For the, I, uh, I usually here's the thing though, and I didn't mention this to you. I don't think maybe I did in passing, and I haven't said anything to your sister either. But I normally go to Jeffrey's birthdays. You've and been to all of them. I there's think there's five of us. There's like four of us, and then maybe Jeffrey brings a friend. I never know if they're a date or a friend with Jeffrey. And then, you know, like six people, maybe seven. But it's and a pretty I got, small I, I affair. I got there this. T- Sorry, go ahead. But it's it's usually a pretty you know intimate affair. It's just it's a know, family smaller affair. group of people. Yeah, we you know having dinner with Jeffrey, find out what's going on in Jeffrey's life. But I walk in there this time, and there's and I walk into where Stephanie tells me to meet her, and there's like this giant long table with like twenty seats, and it just ended up being a big gay dinner party. It was a big gay dinner party. I was Way a little surprised I was about that too. For. Yeah. I mean, you know, my sister who was an events planner was was initially planning just a, you know, like a small dinner party. Like it was going to be like Which six was, of that's us. what we normally do. Yeah. You know, and that's what she thought and then uh she asked him like, you know, you know, who do you want to invite? And the next thing you know, there's like 20 people there. Two mm-hmm. of those dudes were gay porn stars. I don't know if you knew that. I asked somebody that, and they said, no, I don't think they do. I think they just work at the bar. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that dude's a gay porn star. No, they, he made they, some comment about there. like taking a lot of meat in his films. Yeah, there, there were two guys there that did uh, that did gay porn that my brother's mm. quite fond of. I don't know if he's just fond of their porn or if he's just fond of them. But uh, <laughs> it, probably it was a, little, it, bit it was a, fun a time. little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. My sister kind of went all out. Fun. Uh, my brother, it fun. I, I, I just, it was more than I expected. I think my brother loved his gifts. You know what? Uh, uh, my sister took a video of when uh, we were giving him his gifts. So the, the first gift I got him was like this dude. There's like a sculpture of a dude's butthole that dispenses toilet paper. It's kind of yeah. cool. He liked that one. But the second gift, this was the best part. My brother kept asking us. Cause we asked him, like, hey, you know, what do you want? You know, I just want us to give you cash because usually we give like a hundred bucks. So like, you know, it'd be two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, No, no, I want an iPad. iPad two. And I was like, Are you out of your mind? Like, we're gonna get you an iPad two. What is that? Six hundred dollars? At least six hundred bucks. You know, like we're gonna That's get for an the iPad low end too. one, huh? 
So what my sister did, my sister is evil. I think she's, she can be probably, she's probably one of the more evil people I know. I mean, just it takes a lot of pleasure in fucking with Shot and Freud. That's my sister. That's, that's my sister's like, I, I think just most treasured emotion. Uh, mm. But anyway, she got a, an iPad 2 box. She acquired an iPad 2 box. Empty box, of course. And then she filled the iPad 2 box with Runt's candy. You know that little, like, that sugar candy? That, that is my brother's favorite candy. Oh, I know, what, I know what they are. But yeah, you should explain It's like these, the like, audience. sugar candy that you have to... It's like powder sugar candy. It's almost like if you crush it up, it kind of looks like meth. I think that's why my brother likes it so much. They're hard, though. They're little hard candies. But they're in the shape of fruits. A fruit, so like you pretend like you're getting and... your, your daily allotment of fruits and vegetables in candy form. Meanwhile, you're just rotting your teeth. Oh, so yeah. anyway, she filled the box up with runts and then put a frame picture of the three of us when we were children, like we were toddlers in this picture, and a frame that said, memories are the sweetest <laughs> things. And uh, you could just see this look of just pure disappointment, because at first he opened up the wrapping and was stoked. He was like, oh, and you guys actually did get me an iPad too. And then he opened actually, it up. I, and I, I think he had suspicions that something was amiss. <laughs> You know, I don't know. You if you good. look at the uh, video, you can tell there's mm, some the video surprise. doesn't lie. So there's some surprise on his face. I'm like genuine <laughs> surprise. Like he's like, wow, I can't believe I'm getting this. Then when he opens it up, he's just like, yeah, this is what I figured. A picture of these assholes. <laughs> 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 it was great. And I also got him a Batman Snuggie, which I don't even know what he's planning to do with that, but I don't want to know. That was actually pretty cool. It's yeah. actually so when you put the Snuggie on, it's like you're wearing Batman's uniform. If yeah, Batman's like, uniform Batman's was a Snuggie. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, I digress here, but it was it was a good time. My brother had a good fortieth uh, birthday and I, I think I posted some pictures on Facebook. I have some more. Maybe I'll post a picture of the video of his disappointment. <laughs> so this story was sent in by a guy named Jeff who's not my brother. He says, Hey Dean Lance, here's one. Uh, the story is man dies after eating an ounce of cocaine that came out of his brother's uh, butt. That's a, that's hole. a good... That's, yeah, butthole. Out of his butthole. Uh, this happened in South Carolina. After eating an ounce of cocaine hidden in his brother's buttocks, a South Carolina man died soon after. D'Angelo Mitchell, 23, and his brother Wayne, 20, were in the back of a North Charleston Police Department cruiser. Uh, the duo was being transported to jail when they began whispering about narcotics hidden inside the older sibling. You got to be concerned when they're using the term inside. That means yeah. the guy th – that kind of bothers me too because I bought drugs. I tend not to buy drugs on the street. It's been a long time, but I have before. And that means that there, there are dudes out there that transport drugs in their rectum. You're buying ass and, drugs. And if you're not, even if you're not buying them on the street, haven't they been on the street at some point? So you know they, they've been – so are you saying most drugs have been inside another man's colon? Most powdered drugs, should we say that? Oh, that bothers me. Yeah. Um, the Mitchells sure. were arrested when a police officer found three small bags of cocaine underneath the rear seat of their 2001 Chrysler. And there's video footage of this. D'Angelo Mitchell, while they're in the back seat of the police cruiser, encouraged his younger brother to ingest the cocaine. The older Mitchell has a lengthy record and was concerned that he could face life in prison if convicted of a narcotics charge. He said, and you can hear this on the tape, I can't get no more strikes. He then directed his brother by saying, eat that shit and chew that shit. 
It's at that point that I no longer am my brother's brother. That's when I disown my brother. When when my brother pulls out a bag of narcotics from his asshole and is directing me to eat them. Uh huh. We're in the back of a cop car. In the back, not even in the back of a police car. I'm talking about any time. Like we could be in the in the Kmart. You know, we could be watching uh, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. I don't care if he pulls out a bag of drugs and was just like, "Chew that shit." I'm like, "Okay, we're no we're no longer brothers anymore." Disownment, right there. Disowned. You are disowned. And but furthermore, could you imagine? It, let's just say hypothetically, this was my brother. What what you find? Like, if, okay, if my brother is pulling out things out of his asshole, what do you think would fall out of my brother's asshole? I mean, I wouldn't speculate, but it, but it would be funny that if he said, "D, you gotta you gotta eat these drugs, or because I don't want to go to jail." And then he gives you something to eat, and he's like, "Oh wait, those aren't the drugs. That's uh, those <laughs> <laughs> are my runts. Hang on, here's the drugs are coming. The drugs I, are I, coming. I just just give me like, a second. I picture like three rotting gerbils, a bag of meth, a man's wedding ring, you know, maybe a an squirrel. Xbox 360 controller, <laughs> an Xbox 360 controller. <laughs> well, that's not Memory it. Card. That's not it. I'm not going to go for jail for that one. Maybe the wedding ring." But At that anyway, point, just keep shoving the drugs further in behind all the other stuff, and then you'll be fine. I don't know. I, I think I think my brother would. Yeah, I think it's. I, I wouldn't want to know what could what would come out of there. Anyway, in the footage, you see Wayne Mitchell, the younger brother, can be seen in handcuffs, reaching back to retrieve the cocaine that came out of his brother's arse. He then drops his head while he eats the coke. So that means he didn't even clean it off. It came straight out of the butthole, right into his mouth. Well, come on. It's in a bag. The, okay, but the bag, I mean, do you think he's just opening the bag? He, the guy yeah, is in I handcuffs. I do think he's opening the bag. How he's is he opening the bag? The bag. Well, man, I mean, he's, man. Reaching in, he's reaching into the bag and pulling them out, pulling the, the, the powder or the, or the crack. If it's crack, then it's like a little bit of I think this is, pow- this is powdered cocaine. Well, I guess he's, you know, I don't know what he's doing, to be honest. I think what happened is, the whole, I think he's the not brother, eating the whole bag. Well, I think the brother pulled the bags out of his butthole, and then he opens them up, and the kid just kind of, you know, sort of, whatever, does it like a shot, or like shucking, you know, like an oyster. Like uh, like pixie sticks, <laughs> or lick a So soon after, after uh, ingesting the cocaine, uh, Wayne Mitchell began convulsing and bleeding from his mouth. There's white powder residue found on the rear seat of the police cruiser. Uh, D'Angelo later said that he believed his brother swallowed an ounce of cocaine. Wackley, to Fuck. put this in perspective, there are 28 grams of cocaine in an ounce. That's Why a don't these drug dealers take, they need to take like a safety course before they start being a drug dealer. Because you hear about this kind of crap, not all the time, but frequently, frequently enough. Frequently, yeah, it's true. You can't just eat a ton of drugs. You'll die. Yeah. Did this guy die? Yeah, within an hour of ingesting the cocaine, Wayne Mitchell, the younger brother, died. So D'Angelo Mitchell, who was worried about, um, about, about facing life in prison if convicted of another narcotics charge, now got a, it was initially charged with narcotics trafficking, but now he's charged with involuntary manslaughter in connection with his brother's death. Um, so this guy's going to be a doing a lot of time in prison. So I imagine he's going to have other things in his ass rather than drugs, but who knows? You might have drugs in there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, I guess it's a tale of brotherly love. It's the season 
to be kind to your brothers, kind to your family. I I went to San Francisco to spend time with my brother for his 40th birthday, and that that was my way of giving brotherly love. I think these these are two other you know urbans. This is a urban form of brotherly love. I mean, he was trying to devotion to his brother to save his brother from going to uh, prison for a long time. It's almost sure. a it's almost a Christmas, not a Christmas miracle. He did Not everything die. has to be a Christmas miracle. But it's almost like, but it's in the spirit of Christmas, he ate drugs out of his brother's asshole. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. All right, that's good. So on the Sick and Wrong Star scale, that's disgusting to me. I'm giving us five stars. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it five. If he lived, I'd only give it 4.5. If he sucked them out with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the, still the brother a five. couldn't get his hand back there. Yeah, it's still a five. Do you okay, think his fine. brother the whole time was whistling, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas? <laughs> no. I just don't know how they thought they were going to eat all the drugs and not have like at least some cocaine like spattered around back some there. Some powder. Like, evidence, uh, you know? like, like uh, Dave Chappelle's crackhead. What's that guy's name? Right. I don't know, but I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Though. So what, what do you have here for the, the second story for the holiday show? Um, we'll see if we can shoehorn this into some type of a Christmas theme, but I doubt it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so easy to do. Oh, well, here we go. You know what? Here's how it is. Because one of the main characters of the story, her name is Ta- Tara Souders, and she made a choice, a tough choice, and she made this choice to assist her dying father. So that's family be- that's beautiful. and making sacrifices for your family is a big part of, of Xmas. I well, think, it's just, you know, that's part of the Christmas spirit is giving, you know, giving regardless, you know, of, yeah. uh, of how you feel about yourself. Her dad wasn't doing too good. He had, um, his giving lungs were rotting needs. from emphysema and he lived in a rundown trailer park in rural Indiana, right outside of Fort Wayne, where my extended family is from, parts of it at least. Um, the thing about this trailer park is it was teeming with convicted sex offenders, with one living at nearly every address. <laughs> there are about 15 trailers here, apparently, because there are 15 convicted sex offenders who live at the park. Yeah, that's and why... And one, one of those convicted sex offenders was actually her dad, who she's going there to help and moving her three daughters in with. Wow. Yeah. God, that, that's not very good judgment for a parent. Well, she did have reservations, you know... There's a lot of sex offenders in this trailer park. Should I really be moving my kids here? And one of the other guys, who was, I guess, a friend of her dad. I mean, I guess they're kind of all friends. It's like, you know, the sex offender campsite or, or, or uh, trailer, like, you know, residence down there at the but trailer seriously, park. that's like throwing, like, a bag of crack rocks to a circle of crackheads. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like throwing a chicken into yeah. a swamp full, filled with alligators. Filled with al- alligators, exactly. You know? Child molesting alligators. Child molesting alligators. Their, their teeth are very sharp, too, I've heard. Well, this one guy that lived there in the park, the sex offender park with uh, her father, said, no, uh, they won't touch your children. They're doing everything they're supposed to do. You know, they're going through their therapy, parole officers, all that shit. Uh, but yet but not her long father ha- touches children, though. Well, ha- has touched in the past. Okay. Right? He he's not touching anybody. He, he's anymore. just not he's, the most credible source bed. of information. I think I don't know if I would 
take his opinion. I mean, I'd listen to his opinion, but I don't know if I'd take his word for it. Well, her dad, he's 66 years old. His name's James E. Shorty Lemon. He was a convicted sex offender. He was getting old and had trouble breathing. Um, uh, there's way too many names in this thing. But Shoemaker is uh, another guy who lives there. He's another sex offender who lives there. He introduced uh, a guy named Plumador to Lemon shortly after Plumador moved into the trailer park. This guy's a 39-year-old Michael Plumador. Also a he, sex offender. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what he's up to. <laughs> Uh, he did move into a trailer park full of sex offenders, which if you're not a sex offender, even if you do, it's still pretty weird to do that, right? So, so do I mean, you think... They're on a registry. So, oh, yeah, no, which is strange that they all move in, they all congregate in one area, but do you think when Well, Santa's, they have to, by law. But do you think when Santa's distributing his gifts, he just flies over this sex offender trailer park? Yeah. You know, he to the cul-de-sac that's like exactly. a mile away? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, they—they—it's ha- not like they choose to congregate, right? There's in, in most states, there's laws that say like you can't live this close to a school, you can't live this close to a church, you can't live this close to any kind of children's hospital or facility. So they make these big circles, and then it ends up that there's only like these little tiny spots where you're allowed to live, and that's basically where this trailer park was they, located. They live under a bridge, yeah. Right. So they don't have why- many options. No, so if you aren't a sex offender, why are you gonna fuck? Why would you go live there? Everybody know it's not like people don't know that that's not child molestation trailer park, right? <laughs> if this trailer park was near you, you would know that that's where all the ch- child molesters live, right? Correct. Well, of course, yeah, and I'd be like, I'm not gonna let my dog walk around over there. I'm not gonna go walk around over there. <laughs> like, uh, dog, you stay home. I'm going over to this sex sex offender trailer park. I gotta. Pick up some drugs or whatever. Well, you, you definitely don't want to let drugs. your kid go trick or treating in that trailer park. No, you don't. And we all know where this is going, right? Her nine-year-old daughter Aliana Lemon was uh, bludgeoned to death last week with a brick, then dismembered, and then her head, hands, and feet were um, hidden in her grandfather's trailer. And Michael Plumador, this dude who was sort of helping to take care of. Uh, the father before the daughter got there, uh, he then dumped the remains elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I kind of saw this uh, coming, Wackerly. I don't. I think everybody did, so, but I'm not really to the. That's not. I mean, that's the horrific Christmas miracle part of it, but that's not the end of it. Did he make her like? I mean, he almost could have just used her as Christmas decorations for the tree. Right. I I don't think he was trying to get caught. I think he was trying to get away with it for oh, a little okay, while okay. there. <laughs> they uh so why did this the woman I guess knew this guy and the kids knew this guy for like 3 to 4 years because he often was taking care of the dad, the grandfather before the daughter got there. And uh uh Another neighbor, Richard Patty, who's 58, also a sex offender, he said he didn't see any reason to question it because they'd seemed to know each other for a long time. So so this mom would leave the, her daughters with this Plumador guy character. So they trusted this guy. He was a trusted family friend. Well, listen to this, too. He has nearly 600 friends on a Facebook page, <laughs> and he listed his occupation as self-employed and loving it, with the exclamation point. <laughs> and he listed that he enjoyed fantasy novels. So all you people watching Game of Thrones, this is you. Uh, so the, the cops sort of, you know, he didn't come out, come out and admit that he did this to the cops, but 
they um, sort of saw started to see inconsistencies with his story. Uh, the morning after this happened, he's on a videotape at a convenience store buying a single cigar, which I guess is his little celebration thing. And uh, the Why police is that finally suspicious. They, uh, I don't know. I guess it wasn't his normal routine. I just thought it was funny that he went to go buy a cigar at the <laughs> convenience cigar. store. Yeah. Uh, they absurd, uh, police obtained a warrant to search the trailer and found the body parts um, after, you know, recognizing inconsistencies in his story. Um, yeah, but the, think prosecutors about this, are, the prosecutors aren't saying that it's ruled out that anybody else is involved, but I believe we probably think that that's true. And, uh, oh, this is funny. So this is the final punchline. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is my Christmas gift to you. A state website, you know, Megan's Law Registry, shows that 15 registered sex offenders live in this park. Plumador is not on Indiana's registered sex offenders list. How he has it... a criminal record in Florida and North Carolina that includes convictions for trespassing and assault and an Indiana conviction for forgery, but he is not himself a registered sex offender. Wow, that's incredible. First of all, he's living there in the sex offender sex offender village over here. But because he knows what he is. But he doesn't have to live there. You think no, he's not he's not a registered sex offender. He's never been caught and convicted and, and have had it put on his record. But he knows he's a sex offender. He's just going to live with the other sex offenders. I mean, at that point, the cops should do a screen and say, okay, what other men live in this sex offender park? Let's make sure they're all on the registry. Wait, wait, that guy's not on the registry. Why is he here? Let's, uh, you know, investigate him a little bit. And they probably would have found that he's also, in fact, Another if sex not offender. under the, in the eyes of the law, a sex offender, which is pretty much what happened. But they kind of figured this out too late i was thinking about that though uh for for the cops like i bet you when a crime like this is committed they're like so where did this occur it didn't occur at the the candy store no it didn't occur at the mcdonald's no it occurred at sex offender village they're just like fuck now we got 30 people we have to because you gotta admit there's got like a whole long list of suspects it's a wide dragnet they have to throw yeah you know they, they got to go out there and interview a lot of people there's a lot of uh yeah. feet to the pavement there a lot of work for those yeah. cops it's like if they found like a child molestation at the Vatican. Exactly. I mean, we're uh, gonna be here for fucking five years. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Hating a pedophile. So, so this, they, you know, in this situation, this is a difficult story to uh, score. He, so he butchered this this girl, dismembered this nine year old, and it's right before Christmas too, which hit her with a brick in the face. Hit her with a brick in the face, and this is right before Christmas, so she didn't even get to celebrate her Christmas, you know. I think it was early morning Friday, and he actually did it on the front porch of the trailer. So right, yeah, directly before. And she didn't ask Santa for something like this. I don't think so. I doubt it. She could have been Um, suicidal, but I doubt it. However, I got to say, I'm going to subtract some points because her mom is so fucking stupid. Would you ever bring your kids? She's taking care of her dad. You know, regardless, first of all, my dad's a sex offender, which means I'm not going to be friends with him anymore. I'm not. You're disowned. You know, you. Okay, there's two things. It's like you ask me to eat drugs out of your asshole, disowned. You uh, molest children and you're convicted of molesting children, disowned. So sorry, Dad, you're going to have to die a painful death, but I'm sorry. You're going to have to have this. uh, You're going to have to have this uh, sex offender nurse here take care of you. But the fact that she would put her kids in that situation, that just blows my mind. So I'm giving this a 4.5 because of that. Uh, I'll agree with you. 
But it's not like the little kid had any culpability. But no, it's a, it's bad. it's a horrific. It's a Some horrific bad choices incident. were made. What happened? But her her mother put her in harm's way. I mean, the, 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 it's like, you know, as we said before. I mean, I think the the allure was too much for this guy. He's like, wow, this is gonna be so easy for me. Well, you gotta you don't take the blame off of him though. I mean, ultimately he committed the act. He did commit the act, but yeah, I'm giving it a four point five. I give it a four point five as well. Although it's hard to think that this gets a four point five and just some, you know. Some guy eating drugs out of his brother's <laughs> asshole gets a five. I'm giving it a five. Only in context of this show. Okay. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. Um, Sickerownpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 309. You know, Wackley, I don't even know how your story is a Christmas miracle. Because it just sounded like a Christmas tragedy to me. But Oh, and yours was. <laughs> drugs out of the butthole. It's so Christmassy. White Christmas. White Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, people, uh, we got a few phone calls here, the Sticker on Hotline, some emails to get to if we have time. Um, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire's crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. <laughs> It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So, Wackerly, we got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline, but uh, I was planning on playing a couple of some holiday-themed calls. We didn't actually get that many holiday-themed calls. Instead, we got a People lot of... People are too busy celebrating the holidays to call a dumb podcast. No, I mean, we got, we got a few. We got a few calls. But uh, we received, like, two Is That Gay calls, and I was thinking, it's been a while since we've done Is That Gay here on the show. Yeah, I think it has been. And I was—I wanted to have my brother on to uh, see if he would want to participate in the "Is That Gay" segment because I value his opinion in that area. But um, yeah, he flakes, so whatever. Looks like it's just you and me here. <laughs> now that you've already given him his birthday presents, he can be sort of a dick for the rest of the year until it kind of like is one month before his birthday again. You got to ask him on the show like a month before his birthday. That's that's when I should have had. So then he would be expecting an iPad too. Right, and he would come on thinking if I'm really nice to my brother and I play along with his silly podcast, then I'd get an iPad too. Little did he know he'd just get a box filled with runs and a picture of us. <laughs> my sister actually wanted to put a picture of us flicking him off, like flicking the camera off. Uh-huh. But then uh, I convinced her to use like this darling picture of us as toddlers. Right, a girl's got a mean streak. I'm telling you, it's the diarrhea. That's what does it. Anyway, we're going to do an Is That Gay segment, take a few Is That Gay phone calls, uh, theme music. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. Hey, uh, this is, a uh, Vincent's missing ear. Um, okay, so, so, what, what else? I have, I have an is that gay question, and to take it to the next level, I have that. Is he talking to his wife in the background there, or his girlfriend or something? <laughs> a woman. 
She's just like, it's it's called SK. It could be his mom, you know. It could daughter. be his mom. I, I have an is that a gay pedophile question. So oh, when I was ooh. 12 years old, my friends and I, um, you know, um, skipping the particulars, we filmed myself um, getting my my penis licked by a dog. Uh, oh, my, my God. covered in peanut butter. And this is when we were 12. I'm now 22. And my friend still shows this video. I can't believe this guy's 22. Doesn't he sound so much older? He really does. I was going to say 42. I was thinking 42. and then 52 the, wouldn't even surprise me. Yeah, but 22. This, this guy's only 22 years old. I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, he doesn't sound youthful. It's, it's because I he, mean, it's probably... <laughs> this experience probably aged him That's really what I was about really. to say. When a dog licks peanut butter off your cock, it ages you like 30 years. Well, that doesn't age people. you. Come on. Everybody would be um, aged 30 years no. if that was the case. But when your friends film it... When you're 12, that's a little, that's yeah. aging. Wondering, A, is that child pornography? B, is that gay? Um, thank you. <laughs> I say yes to both. Well, you know, is it is it child porn? I guess, I guess it's child porn. If if if, a, if, a, if an adult male if an, uh, watches it, it's child porn. Why? Oh, well, children filmed it, so I'm fine beating off to this. Yeah, but even if it was yourself, like if you're looking at a video of you in the bathtub at age eight and you're jerking off, that's child porn? Even though it's you yourself? <laughs> yeah, well, it's child. The act of you beating off to it is irrelevant of whether it's child porn or not. I mean, porn is a thing, it's not an action. Is that an but, activity? Okay, is it porn? It if is it's just child you, porn. though. If you're consuming the porn and it's you in the video, L- let me let me put it this way: you can take videos of your little kids naked in the bathtub. It's not porn because it's not in no shape or form it's meant to be jacked off to. It's Although not a, a pedophile <laughs> might get that and use it as jack off material, and if the cops found him jacking off to it, they would probably say he has illicit child pornography material right so that's i guess there's a gray area there then then it does matter like what did the person who had it what are they using it for if it's your mother and she's 40 and she's watching it you know looking back on when you were an infant how cute and reminiscing it's not child porn if a pedophile has it he's jacking off to it in his shed then it is child porn (laughs) but if there's a video of of a 12 year old having a dog licking peanut butter off his cock it's just, it's clearly child porn. But, okay, but my question is, is it still child porn if you're consuming it and it's you in the video? I think so. I mean, I guess it seems like it's a gray area, but whatever. Regardless, it's a gray area that would never come up. But. Yeah, regardless, I mean, if, I think there's something even worse wrong with you besides being a pedophile if you're jerking off to a picture of yourself. Getting licked although, by a dog. Although, I, let's say this. If you are 12 years old or 9 years old and you feel like you're going to grow up to be a pedophile, you might want to videotape yourself doing sexual things so then you can use it to masturbate later. And when the cops find you, you can say, eh, it's a gray area. It's, it's me as <laughs> it's a child. Me and so that's me as a kid. I'm exploiting myself. It's not really, you know, it's none of your business. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder about that, if that would be considered child porn in the eyes of the law. 
I, I, I would say I, I it wouldn't would. want to be on the receiving end of the accusation. Let me put it that way. I, I think it would. I think if you had uh, yeah, several pictures too. like that. So what I find interesting about this is what, what's, the, what's the deal with his friends here videotaping this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they must that's have gay. to be psychotic assholes, right? But I'm just saying, that's that he's asking, okay, is it child porn? Yes, we both agree that it's a form of child porn. And B, is it gay? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily gay that you're doing it by yourself, but the fact that there are friends of yours sitting there videotaping it, that's, that's kind of gay. That's like... Uh, and we're assuming these are guys. Yeah. I mean, he, Maybe he it was women. But... I would say that's a, that's a little bit gay. I mean, I don't know. And if I were this guy, I would probably destroy that tape and repress those feelings. <laughs> oh yeah, drive them way down deep. Yeah, drive them as deep as really deep down inside of you. I I suggest liquor. <laughs> um, here's the second: is that gay question? Hey, Ian Lance. So I think we can all agree that. It's not gay if you get a blowjob from a tranny if she's really hot and you don't know it's a dude. But is it gay if you keep going back after you find out it's a dude? Bear in mind, she's still really hot. Lick my balls, motherfuckers. Apparently you want a tranny to lick your balls. I like how this guy's like standing outside. Like, I gotta ask him this question because I'm, I'm really deciding whether or not I'm going to go to this transvestite prostitute, and just want to make sure that these two podcasters think I'm not gay. I, I'm picturing him like in Nebraska, having a cigarette in the wind outside of his place of business, wearing like one of those uh, sleeveless. What are those called? Adirondacks. What are those things? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Adirondack is more of a chair, I think. You're oh, talking okay. about like just a, like a vest? Patagonia. Patagonia. That's what, that's the word I'm go. picking up. Patagonia. Adirondack. He's wearing one of those Patagonias right now. And it's about to be covered in tranny cum. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. <laughs> that, 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 you just breached something. That would be definitely gay. If you keep going back to a tranny and sucking the tranny's dick... <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about getting a blowjob from the tranny. But is that all that's going on there? <laughs> well, I'm just... The the gray area is if you're getting a blowjob from the tranny and she's really hot and you think it's a woman, but then you find out it's a tranny and then you're like, but she's still really hot. I can still go get a blowjob. So but we have to the take The tranny's this. cum is not going to end up all over your Patagonia jacket that way. If you're going back and blowing the tranny, you're gay. Well, okay, first of all, it's not gay if you go, go to this tranny. that you, you're, you haven't seen her cock. You have no idea that she even has one. Mm-hmm. And she's giving you a blowjob. Well, basically, in your mind, you're getting blown by a woman. It's a heterosexual act. But then right. if you know that that woman is actually a man and has the genitalia of a man, but yet you continually go back there, I think that's gay. It's, is a tranny a man? Transvestite is a man. I guess. I mean, it's it's he's still a man if he has. What about a transsexual? Well, now that's that's different though because that's now that's definitely a gray area. But that person's had a sex change, so the genitalia is the that would be by definition a heterosexual act. But I guess you, yeah, I, I see your point though. Yes, you know that that person's a man. I guess you've seen her dick, but yet you're not ever having any contact with that dick. 
What if you never even saw it? What if somebody just told you? You were like, oh, man, I got to tell you the other night I was at the bar. I got this incredible blowjob from this really hot chick. It was amazing. And the dude you're telling the story to, you're like, oh, you mean like Rhonda that has the big red hair and she's like very tall and she hangs out at, you know, the Lost Weekend Saloon. And you're like, yeah, yeah that's her, man. It was awesome. And, and the dude's she's like, he's got a cock. That's a dude. She has a penis. Still, you haven't seen the penis and you still think she's really hot. Okay, all right. Well, let's say that was the situation here. And then you went over there. You're like, all right, my friend told me that you have a penis. Do you? And then she's like, yeah, I do. And she opens up yeah. her pants and then shows your penis. So if well, you still... Why would she do that? Why? Because you, you don't believe her. If you're like, well, no. if you ask her, like, show me if you have a penis. I just want to know. Oh, and then she's okay. like, yeah, I right. do. Here. Does it matter? So then if... Not that it matters, not that there's anything wrong with it, but do you think then if you've seen if you've seen the penis, if you've seen the penor in front of you, is it gay to still have your dick sucked by a man? I think it is. But I, I, I think, think you make a too. good point that um the, the segment isn't is that wrong. It's not We're wrong. We're not saying there's anything wrong with it. We're just saying you got a little bit of gay you got a little bit of gay in you. Sorry. There's- there's a little or bit not. of gay. Or not. I mean, why would I be sorry? It's fine. I'm just telling you that you have a little bit of gay in you. I think, yeah. I think I think this person definitely has a little bit of gay in him. Whether or not he's having fun while doing that, that's, that's his, that's his well, issue. <laughs> he's just asking for a friend. It's not him. Yeah. <laughs> they all ask for friends. All right. Here's the third and final is that gay question. Hey, you fuckers. Greg Brinker. Uh, look. Okay, so I have got this Catholic roommate. He says he is so Catholic, he's the most homophobic person that I can think of. But he does not allow women to spend the night at our house. He thinks it's unclean, and any time that a woman spends the night at the house, he leaves and goes and sleeps somewhere else. And he, he makes it very awkward for everyone in the house and it's an awful thing. And I'm just I'm just wondering, is that gay? Is he gay? Okay. Well thanks. Asshole. <laughs> I like how I just cut off the asshole there. I know exactly. He, it's like you're asking us for asshole. advice, you dick. Maybe he's calling the guy an asshole. I think he's calling I don't think us he's, asshole. I don't think he's gay. I don't think he's gay. You know, uh, off the top of my head, I don't think he's gay. I think he's He's strange. I think his behavior is gay, odd. Gay dudes love women. If he was gay, he'd be like, "I look, guys. My religion says that women aren't allowed to be in the house." But when the women came over, he'd be talking about shoes and handbags and the Kardashians and like you know the latest Real Housewives program with her. He wouldn't leave. Yeah, but this guy has a point. Maybe this dude is so deeply repressed. That the way he, 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 like, you know, exercise, like, you know how a lot of Catholic priests join the priesthood because they're gay inside. Like, they're, they're gay. Or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of gay there priests. There won't be any women around? Instead of I, acting I, I, out I think on those more, gay desires. I think, more, I think of it more like, um, like those Pakistani, um, weird tribesmen who, like, they, like, a woman can't be around me if she's on her period, and I can't ever see her face, and you're not even supposed to be on the street, and you can't drive. Uh, and then they're, like, fucking little boys left and right. It's, like, that weird, I guess it is gay, but it's a different, it's not an Americanized gay, it's that, like, weird, rep- repressed religious gayness. Well, that's, a, that's what I wonder if this guy is gay and he's, 
sort of acting it, it out or dealing with it through becoming very focused with religion and overcompensating it with being into his religion. But yet, deep down inside, he's gay and he's uncomfortable with women and doesn't want them around. It's either that or maybe he doesn't, he doesn't like his friends. He's a cock blocker. And this guy's a cock blocker. Like, he is a cock blocker. No, well, he's not cock blocking if he's leaving. Yeah, but right? he probably makes up a big deal to try to get his uh, saying, hey, you know, I don't want her sleeping at the house. It makes me uncomfortable because I'm Catholic and, and you're living in sin and you're violating our house. And meanwhile, you're like, man, now we've got to leave and it's cold outside. So I guess, all right, I'm just going to tell her he to go. He leaves in a huff. Yeah, you know. I where, I mean, where, do, where do you think he goes? Yeah, I don't know. I bet you he, he goes probably to goes the to the child molester trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what the funniest thing about it? I'm not gay. I mean, I like little girls. Little girls. I'm <laughs> like eight years old. If you want any eight year old girls to come over to the house, I'm fine with that. It's when they're over. If they have their menses, I don't want them in my house. What corrects me up about this is why the fuck would you even care? If I had a roommate, like if you you were my roommate in college, and if you're like. You know, Dave, I have a real issue with you coming over here with a woman and uh, sleeping in my house, and I'm I'm going to leave if that's the case. I'd be like, all right, see ya. <laughs> like, yeah. would you care? No. <laughs> like, I'm but about it, to score. In actuality, it was the more the other way. You'd ask girls to come over, and they'd be like, is your roommate Lance there? And you'd be like, yeah. And they're like, I don't really want to come over. <laughs> you didn't have that problem. <laughs> so what do you think? Is this guy gay? I don't think so. I just think he's an asshole. Um... I, I kind of agree with your maybe subconsciously gay thing and trying to looking to religion to, you know, suppress it. I don't uh, know. I'm, I'm I can't give you a straight answer gay. on it. I do agree that he's an asshole. I'm just saying he's an asshole. Well, people, you can call the uh, Sick and Wrong hotline and uh, you can ask us anything. Seriously, is that gay? My two cents. Um, I forgot a thought experiment. Just 206-666-3846 is that number. We're kind of running out of time here, so I'm going to skip over this email section and go directly to the Sick and Wrong forum. Well, actually, I was on the forum earlier this, this afternoon, and I noticed that there is a happy Christmas thread on the forum. I, saw, I noticed that, but I was drunk when I read it. Which at first seems really out of place. You're thinking of all the, you know, like you're in the bowels of the internet right there in the Sick and Wrong Forum. Why would people be wishing each other, you know, Feliz Navidad here? You know, season's greetings. But it was actually really touching. It was warm. It was festive. And it wasn't even just Christmas. There was Kwanzaa on there being celebrated. I felt this was probably the warmest moment I've ever experienced on the Sick and Wrong Forum. Oh, really? Yeah, it was warm. It was fuzzy almost. <laughs> Were you high? I was masturbating during it. And, uh, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, I was a little surprised. There would be a, I thought there would be like a big fuck you Christmas thing and a bunch of satanic assholes with Jesus butt plugs or something, you know? And it's, it's okay. just surprising to see you know, this, this warm appreciation for each other there on the Sick and Wrong Forum. Maybe, maybe everyone's not as evil as you think they are. True. But then you go to the next random picture thread or the uh, the bat porn that you see in my uh, my little section over there, and uh, you're like, oh, yeah, these people are are depraved. So, people, go check it out. Sigurong Forum. Just go to sigurongpodcast.com, click on Forum, join up today. Um, people, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. It really does help us out. It uh, it exposes the show. It maybe it makes people... When they see the what's hot and they see that sick and wrong logo, they're like, wow. That show looks cool. That is hot. That is hot, man. 
But no, seriously. We've, just go to, even, some people have like their actual photos in their little uh, logo. We've never done so that. So gay. That is so gay. Just if you ask me, is like, that gay? Striking like, like a gay. badass pose with sunglasses on. Hey, bro, listen to my craft. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. But it does no? help us out. So just do a search for Sick and Wrong on iTunes. Click on it. Give us a rating. Subscribe. And uh, you're doing us a favor. Also, uh, big announcement here at the Sikaron Quad OT department. I now have extra larges and larges. Uh, we just ordered a shitload more tees. So you can order any size you want, and we're going to have them. So just go to SikaronPodcast.com, click on store, and get yourself, or get someone you love, a belated Christmas gift. Krimbus gift. Kwanzaa gift. Whatever you want to call New it. New Year's Eve gift. <clears throat> exactly. You're on the Valentine's taint right Day is now. coming up soon. President's Day, isn't that in January? I forget. So Wacker here, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, I was uh, reading on the intertubes, and there's a, there's a popular segment right here. It became viral. A uh, guy by the name of John Hendren, uh, he writes for the website somethingawful.com. He retweeted dozens of ungrateful tweets that he saw on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It's actually really, really funny. Um, <laughs> just go to Twitter and search for, I think his name is Fart, believe it or not. Which, his I don't Twitter know how, name is Fart. How would you even get that handle? I don't even know. It's oh, like, you got to be an early adopter to Twitter for that. Yeah, so if you do a search for Fart, you'll find John Hendren's website. And you can just look through his tweets, and you can see some of these tweets that he retweeted. And uh, some of them are just hilarious. I mean, it was just... You, you look at this and you're like, wow, we are so ungrateful. Here's one from Little Jumper Rayla. Am I the only one in the world who didn't get an iPhone for Christmas? Uh, here's uh, Marissa Ann. I'm probably one of the only ones who didn't get an iPhone or a MacBook Pro for Christmas. My favorite one here is Saint Nicotine here. I'm still depressed over th- the fact that my fucking mom ordered the white, pho- the white iPhone 4S instead of the black one for me. <laughs> and it just goes on and on like that. Like it just goes Angolan, on and on. like little starving Angolan children, like thousands of them should swarm these people's houses and just tear them limb from limb. I know, exactly. It's like you watch a UNICEF commercial and you look at those kids and you're like, wow, they're grateful for like, you know, the crust of a piece of bread. Right. Because then they yeah, can actually you know, eat. And fuck, fuck, fuck sending little kids after them. Like, Somali pirates should show up and, like, surround their house with SUVs. You know, like, shitty, like, beat-up SUVs, like the kind that they have in Somalia with a giant machine gun mounted in the back. And just be like, like yeah, we're you're here, lucky you're we're not here getting to this for Christmas. Rape your sisters and your mother and you and your father and take all your shit and then put and your head on the top the of uh, the spike that's on the front of our SUV. So uh, fuck off. So quit bitching about your black iPhone 4S. Or, or keep bitching. We're still going to slaughter you. <laughs> so anyway, this guy here, Jonathan Mann, turned all these YouTube uh, ungrateful tweets into a song called What the Fuck, I Wanted an iPhone. So we're going to end the show here, the holiday show, with What the Fuck, I Wanted an iPhone. Courtesy of John Hendren and Jonathan Mann. Uh, Wackerly, you know, the, this weekend's New Year's Eve. And uh, do, do you have big New Year's plans? I know New Year's has always been one of your favorite holidays. Actually, I normally hate it, right? I, I think the I expectations are way too high. What do you but hate do more, have... Halloween or New Year's? 
What do I hate more? Yeah, if you if you had to pick a holiday you hated more, New Year's Eve, hands down. Yeah, there, there's more. It, it's hard. You can kind of just avoid Halloween if you want, but you can't avoid New Year's Eve. If, if you tell people you're doing nothing for New Year's Eve, you get the big like you know bullshit sympathy why are you so and lame? like oh Come on. why are you not doing anything? Come over to our party. Well, I'm not going to your party because I think it's gonna suck. Uh. But actually, uh, we're having a little sort of Manson family getaway with uh, a couple groups. Captain Carl will be there. Some oh, so you're getting out know. of town. That's actually, that has potential, though. That could actually be kind of cool. We're going to be, be up in um, crypto wine country. So Not you're the going, you're wine country. North. It's going to be cold. We're heading there. north. There's a hot tub, man. Hot the tub booze will be party. a flowing. That you see, that sounds like a good time. Like, unfortunately, and we're going up for three nights, so it's just going to be giant, like I said, Manson family level debauchery. I think it's either going to be, uh, it's either going to be, yeah, like Manson level debauchery, or it might be a shining scenario depending on who's invited. <laughs> you know how sometimes when you get bring too enough fucked booze. Up, you know how sometimes when you get too fucked up, you're like, oh man, I, I passed out at eleven o'clock before New Year's even came around. Yeah. You know how that happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to do that, that like a full day ahead of time. <laughs> I get so <laughs> fucked up that I sleep through the entire New Year's Eve day. I actually passed Let out me. on the 29th. And I, I, I mean, woke I woke up, woke up, up and it's the second. <laughs> 2012, brother. I still keep forgetting to put 2012 on my checks because I missed the New Year's. I should do that. You know, LA is proud to be one of the most annoying towns on New Year's. Because everything is like three times as expensive. There's so oh, much yeah. traffic. You, you're kind of stuck. Don't you know? Staying in your area, and this year, as as years pass, it's like we have to go to some lame New Year's Eve party. Which, whatever, I won't know anybody. It'll be fine. But I think what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to sneak out. Like I, I'm going to wait till everyone's sufficiently drunk. I'm going to sneak out. I'm going to go to that dive bar, King Eddie's, around the corner. And that's oh, where I'm going to spend New Year's. Because I bet you that's going to be really funny on New Year's. Well, don't die. You, don't go there by yourself. You need you need to follow the buddy system if you're going to do something like that. That place is great. It's It really is a dive bar. And it's, it's only a block away. It's, it's right true, in the middle of Skid Row. Not, not, not a faux dive bar. Like a Skid Row level dive bar. That's You need to go with the buddy. Yeah, you could get shivved there without a, if you don't buy somebody a beer. Or at least take one of those, um, you know, they have those little transponders. Like if you get trapped in an avalanche, like they can come and find you later. Dude, I'll have a rape whistle. Don't worry about me. Okay. Good enough. Rape whistle. (laughs) Dude, he's getting raped. I must come save him. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Anyway, uh, people, you know, have a safe and happy New Year's. Don't drink and drive. And don't eat drugs out of your brother's asshole, especially an ounce of them. That's like. It's 28 grams yeah. of drugs. That's a lot. You need drugs from wherever you want. Just don't eat too many drugs. Yeah, just don't eat too many. And like, seriously, party within reason. But have a safe and happy new year. And uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, next year. Till then, take it sleazy. Happy new year.
Madonna Getting me an iPhone Fuck you, fuck my life Hashtag iPhone Was I the only person who didn't get an iPad? I mean I got a car but that's a different story I wanted a white, white iPod, not the black one What the fuck? I wanted an iPhone What the fuck? I wanted a car Fuck you mom, fuck you dad My mom lost her job but I should get what I want I must be the only person The only person in the whole wide world Seven billion people and counting And I'm the singularly unique person Didn't get an iPhone out there who feels like me no one in the whole wide world so unlucky unlucky and sad just like me unlucky and sad cause I didn't get an iPad unlucky and sad cause I didn't get a car or I got a car not an iPad Or I got an iPhone, not an iPod Or I got an iPad, not an iPhone Fuck you, mom and dad What the fuck? I wanted an iPhone What the fuck? I wanted a car Fuck you, mom Fuck you, dad My dad's a jerk, I should get what I want Hey, Geek, I'm in this gym from Florida Um, wow Great show, man, uh don't know what happened after about the first four minutes. Um, what happened to the old sick and wrong? The other one that I found. You know, I never did find that picture with the elephant shitting on the guy, but that's the sick and wrong I like. What the fuck were you guys talking about? Stuffing turkeys and making a fucking fruit turkey or something? Well, you don't want to know what a fruit turkey is and something that would make an actual sick and wrong story? The ones that I kind of like, what you guys used to do was, is if you deboned Wackerly, stuffed him into a turkey, put it in the oven and cooked it until it was crispy brown. Now that would be a sick and wrong story. But what the fuck, man? This ain't the goddamn food channel or the gay channel. I hope you guys haven't gone that way, or at least come out and admit it, and then I'll be like, okay, fine, the queers, you know, they always were, just didn't show it, you know, come on, man, get back to doing what you were doing before.